Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. He said, you've moved from the grace of Christ. Can I hear somebody talk about, somebody say the grace of Christ. I marvel that you are soon removed from him that has called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, okay, verse 7, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. He's saying that there can be a perverted and a corrupted form of the gospel. Verse number 8. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach unto you another gospel, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let that person be accursed. Now, what Paul is saying is that the things the gospel is supposed to serve are so serious that when you prescribe another gospel, it's a criminal offense, so you should be cursed. Because, you see, Jesus has done something on the cross. He died for something. And I'll be showing you four of the things he died for. He died for many things. But today, I will show you just four. And maybe more. And that is what he died for. So when you preach another gospel, he said you should be a curse. Because what you are saying is that Christ died in vain. Saying Christ died in vain. Verse number eight, nine. As we said before, so I say again: if any man preach unto you any other gospel than that which you have received, let him be accursed. Now that means that if the one that preaches another gospel is accursed, then you, the one that receive another gospel, you are accursed. He said the grace of Christ. He said you are removed from the grace of Christ. And that word grace is the Greek word charis. And charis means kindness, favor, concession, and gracious. Favor, concession, kindness, and gracious or graciousness. So somebody just gave you something you didn't deserve. Somebody gave you something free of charge. Somebody gave you something you didn't have to pay for. So gracious. He said, though we or an angel from heaven should preach another gospel, let him be a curse. We have messengers of the gospel and we have the message itself. The one that preaches is the messenger of the gospel. And the message they preach to you is the gospel. Okay. The gospel that God gave us is something I call the easy gospel. I asked the Holy Spirit today, I said, how do I say easy gospel without confusing the people? And he said, tell them, when he says, if any man does not bear his own cross and follow me, the cross is the process of preaching the message, but the message itself is not heavy. The process of carrying the gospel to people, the, 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 the difficulty of getting people to receive the gospel, traveling with the gospel, praying for the gospel to be preached, studying to pray, preach the gospel, those can be difficult, 
But as for the message itself, it's a very, very simple message. The gospel in its form, free form, in its pure form, is simple. It is free. It is easy. Christ paid the penalty for our sins, for our sicknesses, for our curses, and for our death. But I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, healing is a very simple thing. I pray that anything you've been looking for and you struggle, healing, deliverance, something that is finished on the cross, you do do here, baby. When you see me here, baby, here, baby, and I'm running around here, here, baby, I do it for your sake. That you may know that it is he who sent me and i don't live on my own jesus said i pray this prayer before them in this way so that they will know that you have sent me but between me and you god we know that you have answered me already concerning this matter listen to me may you encounter the christ of the gospel by his stripes you were healed and it didn't talk about what healing whether it's cancer you were healed blindness you were healed deafness you were healed stroke you were healed any condition come on shout by his stripes i am healed one day the disciples of Jesus came to him. The disciples of Jesus came to Jesus and they said, Why is it that the disciples of John the Baptist, they fast often, but we, we don't fast like them? He said, You don't have to fast because you have the bridegroom with you. A time is coming when he's taken away from you, then you will fast. Say! I want them. I want them. How do we interpret this? What he's trying to tell us is this. The reason you fast is because you don't have the bridegroom with you. When you have the bridegroom with you, you don't need to fast. In other words, the whole of the essence of fasting is to bring the bridegroom to you. It means that sometimes when you... Why couldn't we cast it out? He said, because of your unbelief. Then he said, how be this can does not go out but by fasting and prayer. That means the whole of fasting and prayer is to increase your faith. But if you really had faith in Jesus, you wouldn't need the fasting. Look at you. It's too much. It's too much for you to believe. It's too much for you to believe. Now, the reason we fast and the reason I fast is because I stay away from food. I stay away from sin. I stay away from my secular evocations so that I can concentrate on prayer, meditate on the word, prayer and the word, prayer and the word, prayer and the word. And the reason is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, it means if I could have the fullness of Christ and know that Christ is standing here and know that Christ is doing it, I will not need to fast. Now, I'll give you an example. If you are in a ship, and Jesus is in the boat. And a storm comes against the boat. To capsize it. And Peter is in the boat. And John is in the boat. 
and the boat is about to be capsized they didn't fast christ was in the boat so they went to him and they said master carest thou not that we perish and when he got up he didn't tell them pray he stopped the storm because he was in the boat listen to me your christianity is very hard because you are practicing christianity in the absence of jesus you see he is not with you he said but when the bridegroom goes then they will fast so most of our struggle and our hala is because christ has not taken full control of us our minds are not saturated with christ our lives are not saturated with christ now when you see a christian who will only fast when they are in crisis those are bad christians bad christians when you are a good believer you fast because you are separating yourself to pray and to be holy and to seek god and to have his word in you in other words the fasting and the prayer saturates you with christ until you have the mind of christ on the day trouble hits you you are vaccinated already now watch this watch this watch this if you receive a vaccine for yellow fever yellow fever can't attack you when you see somebody running around and looking for medicine or medication for yellow fever the person was not vaccinated don't wait for sickness to come don't wait for a curse to come don't wait for pain to come your fasting life should be consistent that you are fasting even when there's no trouble you are praying even when there's no trouble you are holy even when there's no trouble you are vaccinating yourself you are receiving protection you are receiving protection you are receiving immunity against the attack of the enemy the day that the attack comes your body is ready your spirit is ready so you know it is not when they diagnose you with heart attack or stroke then you are going to do three days fasting and prayer <laughs> i never saw one place in the bible where somebody went to jesus i want to be healed and jesus said go and fast for three days no or go and fast for one week the man was so much of a master of his area you know what he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights so there was no time satan appeared in front of jesus and jesus was worried i pray in the name of jesus may god give you authority over principalities and powers healing is supposed to be very easy i command blind eyes to open deaf ears to open i command leprosy cured i pray that anybody that is lying down and you are dying christ in you the hope of glory and if the spirit of him that raised up jesus from the dead dwells in you he that raised up from the dead shall quicken your mortal body i pray in the name of the lord jesus christ christ in you the hope of glory come on somebody clap your hands and praise god and thank him simple simple but when christ 
did what he did 2,000 years ago. And when I got born again and he put the Holy Ghost on me and put the Holy Ghost in me, something changed. So whenever this body is trying to misbehave, I tell the body, arise and go. When the body is like it's trying to misbehave, I tell the body, arise and go. Can I tell you this? It's impossible for you to be sick. It's impossible for you to be cursed. It's impossible for you to be broke. The power of God is upon your life. Come on, shout, I am redeemed. Say, I am saved. Say, I am blessed. Shout, I am healed. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout I shall not die but I will live to declare the works of God and come on scream like your voice is yours we've made the Christianity very hard very hard and, 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 and the whole thing is because of lack of faith. We don't believe in the gospel. We don't believe in the gospel. When you are sick, look at what they pass you through. So, he said, there is an affliction that was given to me. And this sickness was not a normal sickness. In the case of Paul, we don't know what it was. But he said, a messenger of Satan was given to me to buffet me. And I prayed unto God three times that he would take it away. And God did not take it away. That definitely cannot mean that Paul was praying about the sickness. Because it was impossible for Paul to be praying about the sickness and go to Jesus three times and Jesus would not take it away the three times was about the messenger of Satan the messenger of Satan the messenger of Satan so when a man of God is sick when a man of God is broke when a man of God is not succeeding or a woman of God is not succeeding most of the time it is the messenger of Satan and it is the Satan behind the messenger's activity that is what the man of God is dealing with and that one is a spiritual warfare and it may be a protracted warfare but as for the sickness itself by his stripes you were healed and I pray right now in the name of Jesus that any man of God any woman of God receive the divine healing of God in the mighty name of Jesus come on clap your hands so you see because of what the gospel has done because of what the gospel has done it's like when you go to the hospital and you say you have a stroke or you have some condition of hypertension and they give you losartan and they give you atenolol and they give you some few drugs here and there lasix and so on and so forth i'm not saying go and grab all these <laughs> Some uh, man of God has just prescribed, please. <laughs> when they give you all these things and finish, then they will tell you now, do some physio. Do some physio. And the physio is just to circulate your blood and then make you active. So you go to the gym and then you do some little exercise here and there. Now, in the same way, we were healed 2,000 years ago. A lot of the things we do in church are like the physio. They are not the things that heal us, but they are like the physio. For example, 
shout amen six times is physio anybody who is sick just take this handkerchief and put it on yourself it's like the physio that is not what heals you but it is just a representation of something that was done for you 2000 years ago so now when i take this and i put it on somebody all i'm saying is that i christ died for me i am filled with the holy ghost i have the power to heal the sick and that power is represented by this mantle that is in my hand so i put it on you and in the name of jesus i say you are healed so when you are dealing with the handkerchief you are not dealing with an idol you are not dealing with the spirit this is not an idol that means if you don't understand the gospel and i put oil on you the oil is an idol if i put this on you the thing is an idol if i tell you touch the oil and you have no faith in the gospel that thing becomes an idol but when you are coming here all you do is you remember on the hill far away stood an old rugged cross and I come to an altar and this altar preaches the word of God and when I take this mantle from brother Eastwood this mantle wipe the sweat of brother Eastwood and brother Eastwood preaches the gospel so I have faith in the gospel that brother Eastwood preaches that by his stripes I was healed so the healing is not in the handkerchief the healing is not in the apron the healing is in the gospel that the preacher would take this I can believe seeing and the gospel that he preaches come on clap your hands and scream now Anytime you are falling under the power and they put an ushering cloth on you, it is not just a cloth. It represents everything we believe in in this room. It represents the gospel. It represents the power of the Holy Ghost. It represents the mandate of God on my life. It represents our raison d'etre, the reason why we are here. I pray in Jesus' name. Can I give you an instruction? Can I give you a directive? that the chair on which you are sitting right now has established your healing receive that healing in the name of jesus by the power of god almighty listen i brought you into this room to sit down and hear the gospel of jesus by the power of that gospel i declare you healed and those that are watching online if you are holding your phone and you are holding your ipad and you are sitting in a chair in your house i declare your whole environment saturated by the power of god and i declare that you are healed right now in the name of jesus come on shout yes Don't make it too difficult. Don't make it too difficult. Don't make it too difficult. If you say you are sick and somebody tells you until you bring the seed, you cannot receive the healing. Tell them Christ died for me. He paid the price. Listen. I give a seed not because the seed will heal me. I give a seed so that 
the gospel that healed me can be preached i give a seed so that the church building where they stand and preach the gospel can be built i give a seed because i'm giving it to a man of god and i'm giving it to a woman of god so that the woman of god or man of god can stay alive and when he stays alive he will preach the gospel to me but i'm not giving the seed because the seed will heal me per se no because the kind of healing I want money cannot buy come on clap your hands listen when I give a man of God or a woman of God a seed I'm doing it because I love him I'm doing it because I love her I'm doing it because of the mission and the mandate on the man of God or the woman of God I'm doing it because I'm like the Shunammite. This woman that this man who is passing by continuously is a holy man of God. Let us bring him in and give him food. At the point he said, let us make a bed for him. She didn't say, let us make a bed for God. And if any man comes to you and preaches to you another gospel, let him be a curse. So he said, by whose stripes you are healed. Look at riches. When Christ died, people normally think that Jesus came to the earth and he was poor. Jesus came to the earth and he was poor. He came to the earth and he was poor. Why are these believers always talking about prosperity? It is because he died that you might be rich. He died that you might be what? Rich. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is why I talked about the grace of Christ. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich. And the rich here is not spiritual riches. No. That though all things were created by him. And the silver and the gold belong to him. And the cattle on the thousand hills belong to him. Though he was rich. Yet for your sake he became poor. How did he become poor? He had no donkey. He had no mansion. He was walking about. Birds have nests and foxes have holes. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. So when he talks about the poverty, he's talking about real poverty. He had no larger. So he, when he had to pay tax, they had to go to the mouth of a fish and take the money out. And he had to depend on Mary Magdalene, Joanna, the wife of Shusa. Those are the people he had to depend on. When he needed donkey, he had to go for the donkey of a stranger. The Bible said, for your sake. That means if you don't prosper, Christ became poor in vain. He became poor in vain. And these are the things, when we preach, they said they are preaching prosperity gospel. It is not a prosperity gospel. It is a prosperity reality. Beloved, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. This is the last day you'll be hungry in your life. This is the last day you will not have accommodation in your life. This is the last day you'll be poor in your life. This is the last day you'll be broke in your life. From today, may my God, the God of the gospel, supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus, man of God. Now watch this. Man of God, man of God, man of God. The gospel they preach in your village. Is the same gospel 
they preach in Accra. Listen. I told myself in this room, I am in Bogatanga. But the gospel they preach in Texas is the same gospel I preach. The last time I checked, petrol in Accra is the same as petrol in Bogatanga. So by common sense extension, the Holy Ghost in Accra is the same as the Holy Ghost here. Now, watch this. Watch this. Ceteris paribus. Ceteris paribus means all things being equal. I have a Toyota car here. Another Toyota car. The same model. This one, they brought the fuel. They got the fuel in Accra. Put it in that Toyota car. Same model in Accra. And put it on the motorway. And they came here. The same model of car. And they put in the same fuel. And it's in Bogatanga. And they made the road, Ceteris Paribus, all things being equal. And the road too is like the motorway from Accra to Tema. And they say they should run. And the drivers can speed. And they tell them, go the highest speed. I tell you, they will go the same speed. Because the car is the same. And the fuel is the same. So you know what? I'm in Bogatanga. Another man of God is in Accra. The car is the same. In a man in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The fuel is the same. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. And we are supposed to accelerate. He cannot be faster than me. He cannot be better than me. We are the same new creature. We are filled with the same Holy Ghost. So what he can do in Accra, I can do it in Bogatanga, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you know what? I have never, never allowed my geographical location to define me. Never. One day I heard some people say, a man is the product of his environment. I said that is the doctrine of a lazy man. A man is the product of his environment. Who told you that? Go to Dubai and see. It is dry. It is dry. I don't know how many raising seasons they have, but Dubai is dry. I hear even proper sand and proper soil. Sometimes they have to import it. They import soil. Go to Amsterdam. The city is sitting on water. Everywhere in Amsterdam or Holland is water. And they build skyscrapers on water. You are sitting on rock. You have not even built hand coop. And as our day, so shall our strength be. I prophesy over your life in the name of Jesus. He became poor so that you might be rich. I'm talking to the next millionaire. I'm talking to the next billionaire. I'm talking to the next person who is going to carry finances until you don't know what to do with them. If you can clap your hands and scream, I see your prosperity. I see your prosperity. I see your prosperity. I see your prosperity. 
the name of Jesus. Your environment reveals your superiority. It does not expose your conformity. Can I say that? Your environment reveals your superiority. It does not expose your conformity. Some of you are born to conform. Others are born to be superior. And I speak upon your life in the name of Jesus. The grace of superiority. If you can shout, that blessing is upon you. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.